Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Here's a reminder what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Continuing their visit with Elder Good, the party learns that Isabella plans to raise more flesh golems and teleport them onto the attacking cultist ships. As long as the party can plant one of three portal stones aboard a ship and activate it, all to buy time for Isabella to deactivate Dreg's safety shell and have Alstoff Tinnerman change it into a weapon that she can use to destroy the rest of the attacking cultists. In exchange for their help, Isabella will allow them to use her portal back to the mainland. And now to find out how we get through the latest set of obstacles Leland has thrown at us. On the ship closest to you all, with its lid fully raised, there's about a, on the deck a dozen or more figures atop and manning six of these magical cannons. There seems to be a mixture of cultists and the drowned, the undead raised by the black slime. The other two ships, you see, each of them have only what looks to be a pair of cannons, just by the, the rate of fire. And they're both two of the type that does not need to open to the top deck, but they push the cannons through these porthole-looking kind of things uh, in which the ends are, are, are sticking out of and firing from. What what do you say, Shaft? Shall I make us invisible? Yeah, What? one second here. Let me look at this thing. I pull out the, uh, the little pyramid-shaped item, and I take a look at it, and does it look like... I need to manipulate anything or activate anything. Taking this close look at it for the first time, it's again just this wooden pyramid, and it seems to be very smooth, as if it's been like sanded down, and almost uh, almost as if it has some, like some type of varnish on it as well. Uh, but near the top point on one of its sides, there seems to be this small indentation on it, about the size of a, a, a fingertip. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and and grab it where my hand is on that area. I, I, I feel on it, I can find yes, it, Yes, as right? you run your fingers over it, it's clearly uh, demarked just by touch against the smooth, the rest of how smooth this uh, pyramid is. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, uh, let's make us invisible. We'll sort of slide in there, take us someplace where nobody's on deck. I'll pop off real quick and sort of jam it someplace where nobody will see it, and then we can get the hell out of here. All right. The rest of you are gonna just gonna stay up in the sky. Mia, should we fly down and cause a distraction? Well, I mean, if they're going invisible, they won't know they're there. Maybe. Um, maybe we should just fly to where we can see that everything's okay, but you know, still stay out of sight. If that is what makes you comfortable. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not create a distraction if we don't need to. All right. You good where you are, Falsy? I think I will tail Shakara and Mia, but at a greater height um, to sort of survey everything that's going on from a, uh, you know, maybe I'll be 100 feet above them. Also trying to stay hidden and just kind of seeing what they're doing and, and watching from a distance. Okay, so you're pretty well at the, the lowest lying clouds of this storm that is uh, continuing to rage. And Drag will expand a, I believe he needs to use a third level slot to make himself, Shaft, and the Pegasus all invisible. And I think Dreg was driving? No, you were you were driving. Oh, I'm Dreg's driving. Dreg's got That's his right. arms around uh, yeah. your waist. <laughs> That's Don't right. drag and drive, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of survey the deck, and if there's like at the front or the aft of the ship, there looks like a place that there's not as many uh, um, people, then I'm going to try to sort of fly in and, and land at the farthest point away from them. Okay, absolutely. And they're all kind of uh, off like to one side, right, where they have the cannons lined up and the ends of them are kind of poking over the side of the deck as they're firing up at like a, almost like a 30 to 40 degree-ish angle, right? They're not shooting directly uh, at sea level, like parallel with the sea. So you can definitely find a spot where uh, you can kind of guide the Pegasus. And again, it's still raining, so you're still kind of, you have that, that rain beating on you that against like a sheet of glass kind of effect that you had experienced out in the encampment. But since you have come around behind them uh, where their attention is not drawn, 
you seem to have a problem to, to get to the deck, and are you are you going to land the entire Pegasus on the deck, or what, what's the plan here? If, if there's a pretty good uh, amount of room between us and the cannon fire with the noise and the rain with the noise, I don't think the, uh, I mean, I'm thinking the, the hooves hitting the deck is not going to make a, a loud enough noise to to draw any attention so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna land it because i want to jump off and take this uh, pyramid and find a, a, like a cubby hole or a, behind a box someplace that's not obvious so if this thing becomes visible it's not going to be just laying right out there in the middle for somebody to to, to grab on okay uh why don't you go ahead and make me a stealth check then okay once again probably should have did that uh the spell beforehand well you have your bow you have your bow <laughs> on here right yeah, okay, so, yeah, that's not too bad, so... I like this image of, like, us floating high enough to see and then falls and floating high enough to see and there's just, like, this ch- chain of hover. That's an 18. Okay, Ooh. that's good. You now, now you know what? I'm going to have you... Jeez. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll me an animal handling check to help the Pegasus in its stealth check? Okay, I have a plus zero on animal, animal handling, so let's <laughs> see how this works. That is an 11. Okay, that's fine. You really only need to get higher than 10, so you'll give... I'll give you a plus 5 bonus to the Pegasi stealth, so it gets a 21 as it, yes, like you predicted, lands effortlessly and soundlessly, especially, like you say, in the storm with the cannon fire booming, this constant boom. You're able to land at the back of the ship. Kind of, again, you've kind of, like, slunk in right where that hinge is, you know, at the back of the ship, and... uh successfully landed and drags like holding his <laughs> you kind of see his grip tighten as you get closer to the deck as you're just like feet away from the nearest cannon i i take his hands off around my waist <laughs> and i i take the one hand and put it on the rain okay and i'll i'll sort of whisper back to him i'll be back in just a second be quiet and then i jump off and I, I sort of look around. Do I see something like a box or something that rope might be put in or, uh, you know? Um, the deck is uh, fairly clear. There's a, a, much like the Rising 3, it seems this is a near duplicate of its layout. There is a, a set of stairs that would lead down below the top of deck. And there is some minimal rigging that you could maybe stash uh, behind like a, a coil of rope, you know, kind of thing. Uh, slightly out of sight. I think that works for me. I, I'll, I'll make sure that it's off behind the coil of rope, just in case the rope uncoils and pulls it off into the into the ocean. <laughs> but I'll I'll sort of stick it there, and uh, sort of I, you know, I don't want to go too far away from the Pegasus. But if I know the Pegasus is there, I can probably suss out with the rain, like you say, sort of falling on it. I can get an idea of where it is and, and sort of work my way back, grab onto uh, you know Dreg's leg and pull myself up and get back on and say done oh wait 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 i forgot to say i hit the button <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> yeah yeah i hit the i get back down i run back over <laughs> i feel around i find that button i hit it and then run back Fingered the button go. yeah go i almost forgot <laughs> and then jump back on <laughs> As you, yeah, so as you touch the butt, it immediately begins to vibrate in your hands. As and, you touch you, the butt? As you touch, <laughs> did I say touch your butt? As you touch Drake's butt, it, it immediately like begins to vibrate. It. As you touch the butt. As you press this indentation, it immediately begins to vibrate in your hand. You hear this soft click. As I, you still just continue to drop it on the deck. Yeah, I put it, it right, behind the, right behind where I had it before. I'm a little surprised, of course. But, uh, you know, hey, I don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> As you're mounting the Pegasus, you see, even even from the invisible object, this dark purple light blasts up out of it, and it forms into this long oval shape. And in seconds, four flesh golems and three of Tinnerman's mechanical men launch themselves through the portal, appearing on the deck as they immediately start to attack the inhabitants of it and you see the cultists at the at the cannons they turn and round on in surprise as yells they yell and scream to their companions and uh, two of them start to be, try to wheel the cannons around to the new people the, the the attackers on this deck and you and drag can launch off of this deck 
those in the air, you can see all of this happening, this purple light. Back to the mainland, you see additional activity. It appears that some of the Heraklionians are wheeling some of the liberated cannons from the initial attack that they were able to get that made it into the side of the city to the edge of this eastern island, setting up along it as they begin to fight back and fire their own cannons at these ships. Shaft, this battle, as you light off the deck, raging blow, you just fly up to join the others? Yeah, I think we want to stay invisible, fly up to close to where we could yell to them uh, so they'd be able to hear us and go, uh, Hey! Pyramid's dropped! Look! Looks like they're taking it over. Let's get out of here. Good job, Shaft. They didn't see you? Nope. What? Just as planned. We've never had that happen before. Perfect. Okay. Back to Heracleon. <laughs> as the, the boats now are returning fire, cannon fire with the Heracleonians up on the ledge, blasting into each other, a few uh, shots from the mainland hit the side of some of these submersibles. Returning the fire, a cliffside crumbles underneath it, and one cannon and three Heracleonians get dumped down far into the sea. And as you are turning back to make it to the city from this advantage point, you all see two dark shapes surfacing nearly a hundred feet away from the furthest shell ship, illuminated still in these flashes of cannon fire. The two shapes, they rapidly approach the submersibles, uh, their, their forms becoming more discernible, you know, the closer they get. Spanning nearly 40 feet from fin to fin, huge manta ray-shaped vehicles propel through the water, their triangular-shaped bodies slicing through easily, a long rudder-like tail trailing behind them, keeping them on what looks like a collision course with the, this far submersible. Near what would be the head of a living creature, a semi-circular clear dome sits atop it. Four tritons can be seen inside each, seated behind some type of control panel. Where the where the mouth would be on, a, a, if it were a living creature, two of these cephalic fins, they protrude from either side of it. And as the, the manta ray vehicles, they, their speed increases further, a swirling ball of water forms between these two fins, seemingly harnessing the cascading waters around it as it jettisons through the waves. At the last possible moment to avoid a crash with this submersible, they dive down and release these balls of potential energy, weaponizing their kinetic force. They slam into the side of the submersible, nearly causing it to capsize. It, too, immediately begins to dive as it gives chase to these attackers. Quickly after, the second submersible, living up to its name, dives below the surface as well, leaving this one ship now the sole target of the Heracleonians' cannon fire. Damn! <laughs> yeah, give me Look a Look at that, Greg. <laughs> it, it appears Falzern's aid has, has arrived. Just in time. You hear Falzerin cheering from hundreds of feet above. What's it sound like? Yay! <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Everybody, that was not Bill. <laughs> who, who was that? I didn't see who made that noise. It was Emily. It was Emily. <laughs> what? Was John? I think that was yes. Sparky. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Falzerin is beyond stoked right now that his tritons have, have finally arrived and he, he no longer looks like a fool. So four tritons in each. Did you see that, Falzerin? That means there's at least eight tritons. You think there's more ships going to the cave you told them about? I I sure hope so. I mean, the, the tritons are powerful. Even, even this many will certainly be a help. This is fantastic. Where are we headed, you guys? Well, let's give it a flyby. Let's go up there where the uh, cave entrance is to the to the Kraken and see if the Tritons are there. Yes, let's. That's that's a great idea, Shaft. This battle's in hand. Let's go. Okay, so you're moving 
back to basically flying over to the western side, which was where the opening was. Okay, great. And as you pass over, leaving, you see more of these shapes getting closer to the surfaces. The two manta ray ships, they, they come up again with these balls, these cascading, like this, these balls of water, it almost looks like now. One of them launches up out of the water over top of the submersible still on the surface with the raised lid, hitting it again in the side with this ball of energy as it flips over it and back down. It seems they're incredibly agile vehicles. It's, even as, despite what, you, like the, the first, the very first submissible you ever fought, the, which became the Rising 3, you witnessed that also being very elegant in its movements in the water and very fast. And so these manta rays, again, for the perspective, they would be about half the size of one of these submersibles. It looks like predominantly mostly ships and mechanics of it. As it seems the cockpit of it is really just comprised of like these four seats. So it certainly doesn't appear to be any more uh, structure housed within it like uh, a boat or these submersibles. So they seem incredibly fast and incredibly agile. And... The second one comes up, surfaces again, launching out of the air, and you see it's being quickly pursued by one of these submersibles, doing its best to keep pace with it, but very clearly outmatched as far as speed and agility goes. And the submersible kind of rounds, it turns, right, to bring it about face, and the, these two cannons, they poke out of these portholes again, and just, you just see the sides of them twist and like these circular twists and morphs like what actually Falzern and Schaff both witnessed when uh, you first saved Slava. That same development of like what looks like these watertight holes uh, allowing the cannons to be put through and fired and Submersible just gets in position and starts to rain fire down on these fleeing manta ray ships. You all see that these quick moving manta rays. One of them had taken still a bit of damage from whatever's been going on below the surface, but in the undamaged one, actually, Shaft and Falzern both recognize in one of the pilot seats Slava himself in this craft. And they just see again, just continuing to, to dive below and resurface and fire and launching these energy projectiles and cannon fire blasting back. Still the the fight on the top deck with the flesh golems and the mechanical men. You just see cultists getting thrown overboard by these flesh golems and the mechanical men dicing some of these drowned to pieces. One of, one of the golem finally though does get overpowered and as these cultists with these daggers, they just descend on it, slicing at its stitches, peeling body parts off of it as it's still moving for as long as it possibly can as legs and arms and hands are being torn from it. But it seems like they're doing significant damage. I think it makes sense to go, like Shaft was saying, go go take a look at what's, if anything is happening over by the Kraken. Okay. I'll lean back to Drag and go... Uh... Hey, it looks like they're getting the best of that guy. Uh, well, hopefully Thunder will make it out, but hey, that's what you get when you join a cult. Willy-nilly. <laughs> I mean, I guess a lot of this is internal with Falzern on his own horse, or yeah, Pegasus, yeah. like, and we're all perceiving, like, I wouldn't know who Slava is or whatever, but we're on our way to check on this cave, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, w- I would assume that we, m- maybe we paused a moment to, to watch this, and I'm going to urge my Pegasus on ahead and say, I, I think they should be able to look after themselves. Let's let's carry on and see what's happening with the Kraken. Right behind you. And as you fly over the city, which would be the shortest as the Pegasus flies, you know, as they say in Asmara, shortest <laughs> distance. <laughs> you see more like the other half of ba- I guess of the cannons the Heraklion is wheeling to the west side now, although, of course, they can only get so far, basically, at where the bottom of the city starts, the southern side of the city, because of that narrow, it's only about five-foot gap, right, which you all traversed along that side of the city. So there definitely isn't quite the room they have on the east to mount an assault from 
uh, the cannons themselves, but they do have them positioned where they safely can operate them and are firing quite a long distance, but they're they're doing what they can. And you see, again, two, two ships much like the one Shaft got on that have to have the lid raised. These ships each have four cannons, I believe. Uh, roughly about half of them were, were procured in this in the city, right? Liberated by the Heracleonians. So each of these only have four cannons each, still manned by his composition of cultists and drowned. But you see on their decks, one has a familiar-looking oval shape. This one, a light kind of indigo, bluish indigo uh, on one ship. And the other has more of this rusty orange-colored portal. You see Hulsa and Tulsa atop their giant crabs on either deck, flesh golems and mechanical men on each fighting. Tulsa's crab grabs one cultist, literally snipping him in half with its giant claw, rending him in two. You see no sign of any manta ray ships as this battle rages on the decks of these submersibles. Does the battle look like at hand like or does it look like we need to help it looks uh it looks like Hulsa and Tulsa are doing pretty well atop their giant crabs is there one on each is that because there's two boats right so that's Hulsa's right on yes one, one, on one okay. each on on their own ship I I wanted to to um see if I wanted to ask if we were able to get a good look at the vines when we were going from east side of the island to the west. Yes, um, when you were flying east, um, I described them as basically they're completely dead and their their growth is like receding away um, from, from the dome. Finally, the safety shell's effects completely diminish from your time flying to the east and now back to the west as the anchor points you had seen, the beams shooting up from them had ceased and now there is no shell to speak of, regardless whether or not you would be able to pass through it. There's there's nothing now. The city looks nearly like it did when you first arrived here, only four days ago, I think it was. <laughs> and the the growth of the vines that had receded and, and had died right closest to the gate, you see that they've just obviously under no weight, they've fallen to the ground and now kind of litter the southern part of where the main gate was before it got blown off its hinges. Just, again, still that gray and black, just dead vegetation now. Should we fly over? I mean, we could fly into the caves. I don't know. Just fly closer. Let's get closer to the Kraken Cave and and see if anything is happening there. Uh, I would feel much better if I knew that the Tritons had found it and were going to help tend to the Kraken. How many Tritons were you expecting? Well, uh, I, I don't really know. I, I, I know that their civilization is, is quite plentiful. I, I don't know how many they're able to lend to aid in this particular problem, but I, I was hoping for a decent-sized force. There are no ships on this side. Hopefully they are at the Kraken Cave. Yeah, that's my hope as well. Let, let's go take a look. The cave opening was at sea level, right? So we could fly up in there, yeah? Yeah, and Falzerin, having swum out and marked where it was in relation to the rest of the island, can easily lead this troop, your, your troop of Pegasi, down towards it. And you are able to, yes, you as you get closer to sea level, you see, again, the damage on this side of the island. Not as severe as on the east, just due to the smaller number of cannons that had been raging into the side of it. You come up to the entrance of the cave and you see the pentagonal structure, still that dull yellow illumination. And the kraken inside of it immediately strikes you as looking much larger than even 12 to 18 hours since the last time you were here. But there doesn't seem to be any sign of any of the manta ray Triton ships at all. Falzerin, we probably should go back and tell your buddies where to come. Does anyone know how quickly Krakens age? This thing looks bigger. Yes, this is concerning. Perhaps you're right, Mia. Perhaps 
I don't know how we're going to be able to communicate with them in this battle there. Oh, well, yeah, once it's over. Well, perhaps. I guess that's the only thing there's that we can do at the moment is go see how that's they're making do. It's still in the cage, right? Yeah. So if it keeps growing bigger, it's just going to uh-huh. get any bigger. It'll eventually just die. Oh, yeah, it'll <laughs> die. It'll kill itself. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's, it's like, like a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Shigara. Right? I mean, the Tritons. Someone's got to tell them where to come after. Yes, absolutely. Aren't they going to get those beams working and shooting soon, too? I mean... Well, I don't know. I, I worry about that plan, but that's a problem for later. It sounded like that's what she was going to do. Yes, I don't. I don't like the thought of... Isabella wielding that much power, but like I said, one thing at a time. So yeah, I guess we will hop on our, our Pegasi and go back to take a look at how the battle is. What, did, what would Shaft say? John, you look like you need to say something. I'm thinking. I I mean... You're cringing. Shaft doesn't, Shaft doesn't really want to be used as a vessel, so he wouldn't be too mi- mind this going away as an option. But, uh... You know, I don't know what Isabella has in mind. She knew all about that plan, so I think if we go back and talk to you, we we lure your Triton buddy this direction. Maybe they can uh, they can at least help. Well, yeah. What I'm thinking is that I spoke to Karos, who was perhaps on a different plane of existence. Um, Karos isn't here, as far as we know, so the message may not have made it to Slava. So Slava may not know to look on the northwest side of the island for this cave. Well, we did see him, and uh, I mean, I saw him. He was in one of those one of those ships. Maybe we can get his attention. Falzern, you spoke to Karos. It makes sense. And and Slava's the one here, right? So that's we, right. Yeah, we gotta yes. show him where to go. And right. I mean, if it comes down to it, I'm with you, Shaft. You can't be used as the vessel. We gotta get rid of this thing before it gets any bigger. What if the structure is the cause behind its? accelerated growth well you'd have to take it out right you'd have to somehow i mean do you know a way i must admit uh, i know nothing about what is at foot here uh how it's growing and and what it's feeding on so regardless we cannot let it go now none of us are in any shape to battle it no you're right but we could assist the tritons no like this needs to be dealt with Yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree. We should go back and see how Slava and his kin are are faring against the shell ships. It could be the phlogiston. Would Mia have read anything that would talk about that? Because she was reading about the phlogiston. You basically, I mean, predominantly what you read was in, in regards to the phlogiston being out past the shell of a planetoid body. Uh, other than it being extremely volatile and flammable. Ooh, flammable, you say? Yeah, you definitely know it's flammable. But also keep in mind that this is not just phlogiston in there, as it is a mixture you all yeah, came, yeah. Oh, came to the conclusion. Still- mixed with that extremely flammable black stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go check on your, your tritons and, you know, see what happens. They might need to rest too. Yes, I think that's the next, the the best thing to do at this moment. Can we take a long rest in the air on a Pegasus? <laughs> throw it Theoretically, out. you could. Throw yeah, if you could there. get eight hours. You just blink us, strap in. Yeah. But did did it look like there was anything that's changed since the last time we were down there? Was there any oh, yeah. more people, bodies? Did anything uh, look different? Seems like all of the bodies you had pulled aside, out of the way, from the structure when you were. A- thinking about opening it for a second time are still where you left them. The the ruins of the empty barrels that the Hydra had crushed underfoot when you were fighting it, still there. Uh, other than just the, the increase in size of the Kraken itself, it doesn't seem like anything else has changed down here. Does it look like... Um, I know we had emptied a little bit of the liquid out um, through that hole. Does it look like that liquid's been replaced? Is it filled back up to the top, or...? It looks like it has, but that may be due big. to the increase in size. Yeah. Right. 
So the Kraken is displacing more space. Right. Even if someone's been down there, they didn't change anything. So we don't even know that anyone's been down there. Uh, you guys mentioned before you could you could send this thing back to its own plane of existence. Oh. Can, can you still do that? I mean, yeah, I could try. It's It's not a guarantee, Shaft. I have literally one try. But I don't think it's going to work through that shell. Yeah, and do we even know how to get it out of the shell? The ring. Well, yes. Yeah, we can open a small portal, but this thing's huge. I mean, open up a big enough spot and it's going to get its tentacle in there and come out at us. Jake, can, can your ring make a big enough thing to let us send it back to its other plane? Well, I, I think Mia only needs a... I'm not sure exactly how large of a diameter hole she would need to cast the spell through, but I, I assume it doesn't need to be very big. The danger is that one of us has to get up very close to this hole as it's being formed, and as we saw last time, this this thing may try and grab whoever that is. Right, but I mean, even if we get the Tritons here, we're all just going to be standing around trying to figure out how to get in. I believe the ring will only make a five-foot hole. That's all it was designed to do. And even if we open it, believe we discussed before that if this works anything like my shell, even yeah. within the structure itself, it, it cannot be banished. If an opening, if it can manipulate the opening and release itself, if we open a crack, so to speak, I, too, have the capability to potentially banish it. That's the thing, Dreg. Do you think that it's the shell making it bigger, faster, or the phlogiston? Because we could try to drain it. Draining it may be smart at this point. I do do not know. Because we don't know. There's no one down here right now, guys. We could at least try to open a hole and drain it. I mean, the shell that covers the city was powered by something, right? The chanting, the... This thing has to be powered by something. Right, Drake? Like I said, I I mottled the safety shell after the planetoid bodies. I'm not sure who even created this one or how they took inspiration. How big is the Kraken? So the structure itself is like the, you know, kind of like this 20, it would be like a 25 by 25 foot cube. And now the Kraken is taking up about 20 feet of that. Dragon Shaft are talking about potentially creating a small hole and just letting everything drain out. Mia just suggested that, but yeah. Because the Tritons might know how to deal with this shell. If it's like, it's a planetary thing, they do all sorts of planes and they're smart, right? You said they're smart. They are, certainly, yes. So what if we at least drain it so it doesn't keep growing faster? We don't know for sure, but... I do not believe it wise to do anything until the Tritons are here with us. Yeah, let's get some Tritons. Let it eat them while we try to fight this thing. Uh, well, uh, I'm hoping no one gets eaten, Shaft, but I I agree. Perhaps the Tritons will know what to do. Well, there's safety in numbers, right? Yes, indeed. And they usually go after the tallest. Oh man, it's all coming back to me right now about how I was at the front of the Rising Three and the Kraken stared at me. Oh, no. Yeah. Leland's been thinking about these things for a long time, guys. <laughs> the the other thing is, if we could potentially banish it, it banishes to its native plane. If that is the elemental plane of water, what about what Keros informed us of? If Kralakina is free there, what will sending this to the plane of water do for Kralakina. Potentially give it a home. We can't let Kralakina come back, you guys. I can't. I can't. Your father. Right. Uh, Dad. Maybe. If Isabella was, in fact, telling the truth. I really... I appreciate every time you say maybe, Shakara, but I, I really think it's true. Let's go find the Tritons. Let's just go. And Does Mia- it make a difference, Mia? Does it make a difference in, t- in who you are inside? Who you know you are? I I 
feel like it doesn't, but I don't know anymore. And I just, I really steer our, our Pegasus out of the cave. Come on, guys, let's go get the, the Tritons. Yes, let's. If you want to keep talking to me on the back of the Pegasus, you can, but... <laughs> you are Come a on, fierce Drake. warrior. It matters not who may be your parents. You know who you are. Yeah, I know who I am, but doesn't blood count for something? I mean, everything about me revolved around my name for so many years of my life. I've, I've only been on my own for the past year. I've only known you guys for a little bit and this whole crack, and I'm just like, there's so much to process right now. I hop on and put my hand out. Come on, Drag, let's get going. He'll get back up with you, arms around your waist, assuming the position. <laughs> That's right. And then we, we hightail it. Okay. And as you come out of this cave now, getting back to the fight on these two decks, you see that Tulsa's giant crab lays dead on the deck. She's got her back to the portal in which the golems had come through. Two of the flesh golems on either side of her. Pieces of mechanical men strewn across the deck as they've been dismantled by the cultists. And you see her whipping eldritch blasts at anybody that gets close to her. The flesh golems flailing their undead limbs at anything it can get into range. How many cultists are left? On the deck, there's about six. Come on, let's let's keep looking for the, the tritons. I mean, one boat's not going to do anything. They can pound on the on for the rest of existence. Yeah, all the, all the way over to the other side. Yep, heading to the east. Moving on up to the east side. Okay. Leland's, Leland's rolling dice right now. This is back not good. across the city. And so just again for keeping track of kind of how these battles are raging, this, the time, the transit time across the city, especially on the Pegasi, is very quick, but it was it's upwards of 20 to 30 minutes one way. So it's not just a quick, like, five-minute flyby kind of thing, right, as you're spanning the entirety of the city. Uh, but making it back to the east you see that the shell ship with the top deck has finally started to list and is now beginning to sink as the Heracleonian cannon fire still rains down into its side and it appears that you, you don't see the portal on the deck anymore think of like literally like the right side of it the right edge of it is like again in, in, in the seawater, basically. Like it's almost fully capsized. You don't see, you see again bodies floating now in the sea, crashing in the waves caused by the storm and the rain. Among these floating corpses, you see a triton body. It does stand Sorry. out, of course, against these robed, the dark robes, that very identifiable pale to blue ranging dark skin kind of almost scaly in some places and the piece of what looks like one of the manta ray ships fins floating amidst the waves as well what does this triton look like to mia as far as her ability to heal well it is uh it much like the other bodies it is face down in the water and appears to be only moving uh, not of its own accord, but because of the waves that rock it back and forth. But I assume they could hold their breath for a really long time. <laughs> Is that Slava down there? I point. Do you, uh, can Valdrin look and see if he recognizes that as Slava, or do I need to get closer? Yeah, you'd have From to swoop down there. Again, he's face down in the water. You'd have to get closer to inspect. Is Would I be in danger of being, like, is, are there live cultists around or a boat that's in range that's going to shoot me do I other think? than the the now capsized uh submersible and the bits and pieces of the manta ship and that you could see above the surface there doesn't seem to be any activity uh at the at the water level so falzern will will swoop down he'll surprise the there's a ship it's going to shoot you now <laughs> <laughs> the old slaughter <laughs> Gets him every time. <laughs> Sneaky submersibles. So, so Falzern will urge this Pegasus to to go down, and he he would like to try and investigate and, and see if he recognizes this Triton, if it is in fact Slava or or not. If anyone wants to follow, you can make it down to the water level, and 
as it's bobbing, it kind of turns over, you know, knocking up against this piece of debris, and it is not Slava. Whew. Just a lowly Triton. Yeah, just a, just a <laughs> red shirt Triton. Do you want to put him in your body bag of holding? And I could revive him, potentially. He's nobody of note. Let's go try to find Slava. He's not been named. He gave his life trying to save the people of Heraklion just like us. He came from a whole other plane of existence. Yeah, I get it, but there's not a body bag of holding big enough for all the people that are dead now. Fine. Um, I, I appreciate this sentiment, Mia. He was selflessly helping the people of Heraklion, which is certainly something honorable. I, I suppose... Can Falzerin try to pull the body out of the water and and lay it over the back of the Pegasus that he's on? Okay. Can you roll uh, strength? Well, Athletics well. if you have it. Plus zero. You know he does Arcana would be ideal, but <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Mage hand him up. What I was thinking was if they're so powerful that they send only eight tritons, you know what I mean? It's right. just... They're worth saving, I guess. I don't know. They're sure. powerful beings. Or they completely underestimated True. what was going on here. Sure. Yeah, so 15. Okay, no, 15 is really nice for having no bonus. Yes, <laughs> this act of respect, you're able to pull them up out of the water and put them across the back of your Pegasus. As you're doing so, any of those that had remained a little higher aloft can see the form of a shadow under the water beginning to rise and a manta ray triton ship surfaces containing slava and three other tritons and the dome pops open and slava stands up regarding you falls slava i'm i'm very sorry to have to be the one to tell you this but one of your your fellow men has has fallen in battle. I see. It seems the rest of them have probably perished as well. Yes, it, it doesn't look good. Wait, the other boat? Your other companions? It's gone? I see no sign of them. I f- do fear the worst. But they knew what we were here to do. What news of the Kraken? The Kraken... <laughs> I don't know if you got the message or not from Keros, but the Kraken is is still in this crystal dome-like container in in a cave on the northwest side of the island at at sea level, and it seems to have grown significantly since we've last seen it. The rest of the fleet is en route. Estimated time of ten hours before they get here. Ten hours? How many are coming? You see us twentyfold of our ships. We do not take a threat like this lightly. We were simply scouting the area and came upon the attacking submersibles. There are two more ships on the other side of the island. Yes, the the ships on the other side of the island are are also under attack by other forces, but I don't know, perhaps perhaps they could use some assistance as well. What do you think should be done with this Kraken? Do, do you have any have the Tritons dealt with Kraken in the past? I don't know much about about what can be done. My people certainly have vanquished a Kraken in their time. What is this shell you speak of? Slava, it might be easier just to show you. There's no one down there right now. We could go show you its lair, and then you could relay back to your people and the reinforcements where it is. That's a great idea, Mia. I, I think... The ships on the east side of the island are are preoccupied at the moment. We could perhaps take this time to go investigate the Kraken and, and show you it for yourselves. Lead the way. And he'll sit back down, and this dome closes again. Will he take the body off the Pegasus, or no? He doesn't make mention of taking it, no. Maybe it's not a custom with trains. I should have asked. Because now I've got a Triton body on the back of my face. <laughs> so they close the dome and Falzern starts waving his hands and pointing Falzern's and going, like, What? Uh... Do you want? Do you want? <laughs> Guess I've got a new friend. 
<laughs> How do you store your dead? <laughs> what's, well, what's maybe that it's movie? not a big deal uh, to them. What's that movie where they have weekend at um, Bernie's? Bernie's. You're gonna yeah, put some yeah. sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, well, let's... that tried to name Bernie from now on. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Bernie. Feel the burn. Okay. Okay. Let's Back. go. <laughs> Back to the Kraken Cave. Nope. Zip, 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 zip. Okay, that's that's quite all right. Um, you, this will take a bit longer if you are, you know, leading Slava. Uh, so he can't obviously fly directly over the city. So you do have to kind of circumnavigate the island. And as you come back around, rounding the northern tip down to the west and back to the cave overhead you see the ship with Tulsa on it she's no longer on it the portal is still open you see cultists are filing through it Tulsa's ship however seems to be she seems to have done a little bit better as you don't see any forces of cultists at all and this ship, too, is starting to list as if no one is at the helm. But other than that, the deck is completely empty, including uh, no no sign of the portal on that ship. It looks like Isabella is going to have some company. She can handle herself. About how many, approximately, would we guess might be on that ship and still alive that are going to make it through that portal? Uh, well, just right now you see three cultists jumping through it. Other than that, though, the, the deck is empty. Okay, so, like, worst case scenario, maybe a dozen, but probably a lot less. Yeah, possibly. Again, it was about six or so you saw when Tulsa had her, was, like, in the corner, basically cornered uh, by the portal. I I say we just we just carry on and and show these tritons the Kraken. We can deal with this later in. Agreed. Like Mia said, Isabella can handle herself. And Slava pilots the manta ray ship right up to about the spot basically where the Hydra had crawled out of the ocean. And again, the lid opens up and he climbs down. The other three remain in the ship. And you see him approach cautiously the pentagonal structure. And the Kraken... Still, it seems to be very curious, but it's just eyeing all of you. Uh, of course, it has interacted with some of you before, and now it kind of beads on Slava, and you see it from inside start to beat its tentacles against the pentagonal structure, swirling the phlogiston and resuscitant mixture within as Slava stops about 10 feet from it, just staring into one of its beady black eyes doesn't look like he likes you no it certainly doesn't what do you think Slava is is this does this look at all familiar what what is this dome that it's encased in and this this liquid that it's in do you, do you recognize any of this I cannot say for sure it is reminiscent of things you'd find in wild space other than that, we have nothing like it on the elemental plane of water. Well, this wizard here, he knows quite a bit about these crystal structures, but... I'm pointing at Dreg. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, Dreg, what do you think? Well, the, the other thing that might be helpful to know is that we have suspicions that part of that liquid is something called the phlogiston and it's mixed with this other black liquid that, that these cultists have been using. Uh, at least, that's that's what we think. Called resuscitant. Yeah, where is it? We have it. Um, there's a book, Slava, and they're trying to summon Kralakina to this plane. That I did not think was possible. I mean, where is it, guys? The summoning ritual and... There's a sacrifice, and the phlogiston, and, like, literally, they're following these steps in a book to try to get Kralakina here. 
Falzern will will produce the book from his bag of holding and say, uh, "It's it's all in here if you're interested in in reading it, Slava." I think we've stopped everything except the Kraken. And he will take it and look at the ritual. And of course, the torn out part two that was slipped inside of it, retrieved from Geneva's body. He just kind of regards it for a brief second. And for those that haven't met Slava before, I guess me and Shankara, like the, the Triton is a race, like very stoic. So you haven't yeah. seen much as far as what you would consider to be emotion register across his features. But now that tiny hint, hint, hintiest hint of a frown as he reads over this ritual this matron vessel what of it it's dead we killed him good but there has been there has been word of um certain people being good vessels she looks over at shaft i don't know who that would be weren't we all there when she said that yeah yeah. So playing it all. <laughs> I'm just making sure it's not something Elena knows. I, I, I say that in a stern voice looking back at her, eyes glaring. Slava, the first matron's vessel was Shaft's brother. And Erica, a force of evil I'm not sure that you're aware of. Um, Erica had said before she, she died, um, and we vanquished her, that Shaft would also make a good matron's vessel. Ah, she, you know what? She's dealt with, too. He needs... And nobody else I is going to have to worry about that. I know, you just need protection, and the Tritons need all the information so that they can protect you. Uh, we just need to kill this thing, and then they don't have anything to worry about. You see Slava, as Mia's talking, he's kind of about to round on Dreg, and now with context of the conversation, he goes back to Shaft, realizing who, which one of you is Shaft. <laughs> yeah, I kind of looked at him, but yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. If there is some connection between you, your brother, and this matron's vessel, then I would be cautious. As not knowing what that connection is could garner favor or woe from those in high places. Surely this matron vessel must be Talena. I don't see who else it could be. As far as I am concerned... Mia is looking very intense. She and Kralakina are imprisoned in the elemental plane of water. Hi, Slava. My name's Mia. Um, I used to think it was Mia Brightwood. Nice to meet you. Um, Talena's my mom. Um, uh, Mia, I do not believe this information needs to be shared right now. Falzrin, what was your message from the other Triton that you spoke to? Well, Shakara, um, I spoke to Keros, who had confirmed that Kralakina had, in fact, escaped. And um, otherwise, he had just said that that forces are en route to help Heraklion. Slava turns to Mia. Then you have the blood of Thor in your veins. Yes? That's what, that's what I've been told. I don't really have proof, but... He looks at your hammer. Yeah. And that is who you worship? Yes, sir, I worship Thor. I mean, Thor provided me with these pegasuses and this armor, and I was going to take my amulet off to show him my Asimarnus, but I, I really but <laughs> I really don't want to use that if we're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Thor and other Celestials like him have always been an ally of the Tritons. As often our goals align. Yes, I know. I have know. no problem with you and your lineage. As a reflection of Kralakina's actions are not to be put upon you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I'm not like them. I'm a servant of Thor. So if the Tritons are ten hours away, maybe nine and a half by now, um... Where can we rest, you guys? We need to heal. We need to prepare. It's going to be a big battle. Probably the 
safest place to rest is right here. Can we put an alarm on the entrance to the cave or something like that? Not anymore. Not since I got ninth level. <laughs> Swapped out a spell. <laughs> Slava. Slava, how are you and your men? Are you rested? I We could really use rest and healing. Yes, we can take a watch. If the battle on the submersibles to the west still rage, then we are obligated to aid against the submersibles. We are all just no help right now at all. Just absolutely spent. Exhausted, really. You don't have to tell me twice. And I walk over and I find something that's a little bit cushy. The cushiest rock I can find. The, cush- the cushiest hydro bu- corpse. exactly and uh lay back and because i'm beat i mean i'm beaten down so i'm just gonna sort of lay back and go yeah you watch that thing make sure it doesn't grow anymore close my eyes for the first time in what seems to be days (laughs) what what is days yeah (laughs) mia is going to in the cave position herself looking at the um this, not the entrance of the water, but the entrance to the smaller cave, so she can keep an eye on that. Okay, great. I mean, she's going to sleep, but like, you know, just sure. be closer. Yeah. Falzerin, can you create another tiny hut? Um, I can, yes, but I don't feel right about letting Slava and his kin go out to into battle without at least going to, to make sure that they're okay. I'm going to leave on my Pegasus and and watch and lend whatever aid I may be able to from a distance, and I'll, I will hopefully return soon. Stay safe. Slava says nothing. It's like, looks at you, exhausted, and is like, okay. Yeah, so Falzrin is going to hop on the Pegasus and fly way up into the sky and watch this battle from a bird's eye view, and, it, and if he feels like um, things are going south... He's going to use his limited resources to to fly down within range and pelt them from above with some cantrips, basically, because that's all he's got. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. So no one else is going out with Falsey, then? The rest of you are going to... No. Gonna... no. You all sleep, and I shall take first watch. Thanks, Shakara. I'm already asleep. <laughs> and Drag, too, with his exhaustion, just basically collapses next to Shaft off of this Pegasus, really wanting to help, but he's nearing a second level of exhaustion here while the majority of you are approaching a first. Uh, so he is just spent. And yes, falls are out on your Pegasus. You see that the one ship that was listing, Hulse's ship, is now completely capsized. And the ship that Tulsa was on with the portal still radiating... You do see another uh, three or four cultists move into it, but Slava in his ship, again, just starts to shoot forward, building up that energy uh, and blasting into the side of it. It rocks it, and the, the, the portal slides across the deck, and you see it sliding back and forth as the ship waves again, and another blast from Slava into the side of it. The portal bouncing up, off, into the water, disappearing below. No, it doesn't seem like any other activity comes up to the deck in response to these shots as Slava is just basically cleaning up and is able to sink this last submersible. Okay. So having seen that, Faldron is feeling a bit more reassured that that these tritons aren't, aren't just going to be defeated out here in the water, so he will return to the cave uh, with the rest of them for a rest. And I think um, Faltern can can ritual cast a, a tiny hut to keep us safe. And that's our show! The Incorrigible Party is everywhere! Go to incorrigibleparty.com to find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Redbubble, Discord, Twitch, and Patreon. Our patrons get extras like bloopers, and four times a year we'll be doing mini campaigns just for them. The Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of tabletopaudio.com, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. 
you can contact him for your own super awesome music by email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!